we'll be speaking to a former Labour MP, uh, Martin Linton. And now, Martin is, um, has, has always been um, known as somebody who was very forthright in his views on the Palestinians. He campaigned uh, during his parliamentary career uh, for the rights of the Palestinians. Um, and he would be somebody, you know, whose insight would be very, very interesting for us to hear, especially in regards to um, the current leadership's positioning on this whole issue about um, uh, human rights, international humanitarian law, uh, and uh, and the Muslim uh, community and its vote uh, in this in this country particularly. Uh, you've seen pictures, obviously, of the marches that have been taking place uh, in the UK. There's a number of marches taking place in, loca uh, in, in locations across the country. But I wanted to start off by saying, um, in your view, how do you think uh, Labour has got itself in a position where it seems to have lost the trust of many of its uh, traditional Muslim voters? Well, yes, indeed. I, I think uh, I was uh, knocking on doors uh, near my home in London only a few nights ago, asking people if they, if they were Labour supporters. And um, a man, a Muslim man, came to the door and said, none of us, none of all the 30 members of our family will vote Labour again because of uh, what Keir Starmer has said. So I think the, the response, particularly from the Muslim community, but much much wider than that, really, yes. has been very, very strong um, over uh, you know since uh, since the Gaza war started, and um, I should emphasize that the Labour Party's conference, as you may remember, voted yeah. by a huge majority in favour of um, uh, you know in favour of more support for Palestine and recognition as well of Palestine um, only year before last. And I think the if you if you're talking about the membership of the Labour Party then it, there's still overwhelming support for, for Palestinians. Mm. Uh, the leadership are taking a much more cautious line and uh, many people feel um, clearly we're, we're losing many the votes of many Muslim people, but also many non-Muslims who go on the demonstrations. As you know, probably know that well over 100,000 uh, people uh, demonstrating in London um, on Saturday and indeed the Saturday before. So there's overwhelming support for, for the Palestinians, um, but very cautious approach by the leadership. Yeah, and I think you are right in the point that you made. I started off asking about the trust of the Muslim community, but really speaking, on the marches, we've been covering all the marches, all the national demonstrations taking place, and some local ones as well. Um, but certainly in the national ones, um, I spoke to um, somebody who is a, an imam of uh, a very uh, large mosque in, in Lewisham, and he said to me whilst we were marching that he was really um, uh, uplifted by seeing so many non-Muslims there. He said, in fact, I feel as though there are more non-Muslims here than there are Muslims. And I think the point about Palestinian justice is not about, it's not a religious issue, so it's an issue about justice. So I think that point's very, very loud and clear. Just to go back uh, to the Labour Party and its positioning, and you said, obviously, they've taken a very cautious position. Uh, they would argue that, well, we are, you know, America is our NATO ally, they, they've backed Israel, we are backing Israel as well, and we need to follow the American leadership in this because 
Uh, at some point, it, as expected, if Keir Starmer becomes Prime Minister, then surely he needs to be uh, as close as possible in supporting our, uh, you know, our, our, our US uh, friends and allies. I certainly don't take that view at all. I mean, uh, I think that uh, the United States are in a difficult, different position from the rest of the world, really, because um, they have more Jewish people living in the United States than live in Israel. Yeah. Um, so it's a very strong lobby in in um, uh, in the United States, and um, maybe they should they should show more courage uh, in standing up for international law. Um, but the fact is that they're in a, we are not in the same position as them. We have the ability, the opportunity to speak out and to insist on international justice. Uh, and um, that's true of most European countries as well. Um, but um, it's a shame on all the European, practically all the European countries, that they've been so reluctant to stand up for their principles on, you know, when it comes to Israel versus Hamas. Yeah, and 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 that's the issue, really. I mean, the, this, in your view, obviously, the 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 attacks that took place uh, by Hamas in Israel, the atrocities that they committed. I don't think anybody's excusing that. Uh, certainly not what I've heard, even at the marches and demonstrations. Although. You know, uh, Suella Braverman spent week upon week calling it a hate march. I didn't hear anything of that. Obviously, that's just ad hoc um, evidence in terms of what I saw and heard. But um, uh, you, you see that in terms of the, the number of people arrested, etc., etc. My question to you is that <clears throat> how can... Why are politicians in this country, certainly those that are in leadership positions, um, uh, so... Uh, so so cautious when it comes to say criticizing Israel or, or calling its leadership to account for the actions that it takes. Not the country, not the people that uh, are of Israel, but we're talking about the government. It seems that they're even they are now more than ever they they are they're simply afraid to call um, call them out for any any mishaps, mistakes, or even in this case alleged war crimes and genocide taking place. Yes, well, I think you have to try and get uh, Keir Starmer on your program. To you can ask him directly. I don't know why he he's um, <laughs> taking the line that line. Hopefully, we will. I mean, yeah. I can understand there are possible criticisms uh, 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 from a military point of view of calling a ceasefire um, when you're you you know uh, when you when you're fighting a war. But the elephant in the room, surely. Is the fact that 6,150 Palestinian children have been killed mm. by Israeli bombing, and to to focus entirely on the needs of the Israelis when such terrible things are happening in in Gaza, and so many innocent and certainly uninvolved people are, are being uh, are being killed by um, you know by by blanket bombing of, of uh, residential neighbourhoods. Uh, it just seems to me to be ignoring the obvious thing that's staring you in the face. There are a lot of Labour politicians who who have stood up for Palestine. You will have noticed the other day when there was what they called a rebellion uh, on the Labour benches yes. uh, in calling for, um, for, for a ceasefire. 56 Labour MPs 
That's more than a quarter of the parliamentary Labour Party. Yeah, it's, 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 it was astonishing. I mean, I didn't expect that many, yeah. It was ex yeah. I was just saying, Martin, it was an astonishing figure. I didn't expect that many. Why do you think so many people, uh, so many Labour MPs actually did? And there were, so, there were others who were not able to be there or, 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 or said, we, yeah. we support the ceasefire uh, call, but can't support an SNP motion. So the number could have could have gone up to uh, into the 60s and 70s quite easily. When yeah. you have that many um, uh, lawmakers in Parliament uh, in the British Labour Party um, taking a position, it just seems that the leadership is perhaps uh, not wanting to listen to them or unable to listen to them. Some have caught, some have said that the um, the 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 you know the, those that have strong links to Israel within the Labour Party simply have more sway than those uh, than, than others. Is is that a reality or is that just uh, something? Well, we... it, it's not for me to to, to, to second guess what's uh, in Keir Starmer's mind, but I think you I think you can say that Keir Starmer was determined when he became leader of the Labour Party uh, to uh, to ensure that. Um, you know, to, to take a very cautious line on everything, to, because Labour, uh, you know, Labour's difficulty in elections is that people will accuse it of of being unreliable or managing the economy badly. So he wanted to prove that he was a good manager of the economy, that he was sensible, that he was that he was uh, uh, wouldn't wouldn't do anything uh, that would risk the. The economy. He carried this caution over into other issues like Israel-Palestine, where I don't think it's necessary or appropriate. And in fact, he flies in the face of many of the principles that people would regard as um, the the Labour Party's principles: yes. international law, um, support for um, minorities, uh, self-determination. All of these things are written into the DNA of the Labour Party. And um, he really doesn't need to uh, to go to such lengths to try to persuade people that he's straightforward and sensible. We know he's that, but he needs to um, he he needs to think about um, Labour's principles of self determination. He's a lawyer himself, an international lawyer. Yes. <clears throat> and um, all that if you talk to the people in the uh, in the marches, you'll find. That, as you said, you know they they they're very reasonable people. They're not extremists. They're not. It's not a great left wing. Um, I mean, there are a lot of people from the left there, but it's not a it's not seen as a left right issue. And uh, yes, I don't think it should be. So uh, yeah. hopefully he will change his mind as the situation uh, as the situation changes. I mean, I think what's going to happen now in the resumption of of fighting. Is going to be even worse than what went before, and and sooner or later everybody is going to have to come round to the view that there must be a ceasefire. Uh, do you think uh, a lot of people commenting are commenting saying that uh, the Labour Party simply does not value the Muslim community's vote and support anymore? Uh, certainly, some studies say that even if the Muslim community did not support Keir Starmer or in big numbers. Um, it wouldn't have the impact of stopping him from getting into number 10. Do you think realistically that is a consideration that he would have perhaps thought about before he did the LBC interviews and, and then did his Chatham-Mouse speech, etc.? Um, uh, do you think that would have been a consideration? 
Well, I'm sure. I mean, it's always a consideration for, for leaders of political parties. Yeah. Uh, if uh, whether people support them or not. I mean, um, at the end of the day, it's the people who are going to decide whether Labour becomes the, the, the government and whether Keir Starmer becomes the Prime Minister. So he should be worried about that. And I'd be very surprised if he's not. But um, he, he, I think you made the point earlier that the Muslim community su supports Palestine, but it's not a it's not a religious issue and it's not a left right issue. It's an issue of, of, of principle, and I, I think uh, it just seems to me in, inevitable as the situation in in, uh, in in Gaza gets even worse, as I fear it will. Mm. That everybody who is currently opposed to a ceasefire will eventually come to see that it is the right thing to be pressing for because the enormous pressure is needed on the Israeli government to restrain them from uh, what, what they've done what they've done until the uh, the pause which was just drop bombs um, on residential areas and and entire buildings collapsing on 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 their um, on their residence yeah I mean I I, I... Speaking to and reading Israeli uh, reports about what, what Israel's intentions are, there doesn't seem to be a clear strategy. Uh, it seems to be now focused on the south of Gaza, where they've asked most of those living in the north to, 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 to get to. And now their, their operations are concentrated over there. This has led international commentators... I mean, I'll, uh, 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 Professor uh, um, Sigal, a Jewish professor in, in America, he said very clearly, in his opinion, this was a case of textbook genocide. We know Craig uh, Machaiber, the UN human rights expert, resigned from the United Nations, saying that the organisation is simply not doing uh, enough to call out what is a genocide. So this word and this term genocide is being repeated over and over again by those who actually know what it means and what the connotations are. So why and how can uh, uh, the US administration led by a Democrat, somebody who, you know, you'd think would be more sensible and a bit more sensitive to international opinions, certainly in, on human rights, why does it seem that they... On this particular case, no, it doesn't get. It, it's not getting through to them. As far as they're concerned, Israel has a green light for everything. Well, I think you're quite right that uh, I, I mean, many commentators have uh, have interpreted what's happening in Gaza as genocide, and um, many, indeed, many Israeli politicians on the, uh, including members of the government, have said things that, that are clearly make it clear that what they would like is for all the Palestinians either to be killed or to move out of uh, of uh, of Israel or rather yes. out of um, the occupied Palestine. But I don't, I mean, I think what's even more concerning is the fact that the Israelis are now using AI in their computers yes. uh, and to uh, launch attacks on they have 30,000 people who, in their view, are suspected of connections with Hamas. And they've killed 15,000 of them. If they go ahead and try and kill the other 15,000, 
Well, I think I think the reaction will be so strong and so universal that um, everybody who's currently saying, "Oh no, we can't have a ceasefire," will change their mind when they see when they see what is happening. You know, I I, I was reading. I don't, think, I don't think what the please continue. It's necessarily genocide because that would that would imply that their intention is to kill everybody who is Palestinian or everybody who is Arab, and I don't think that. Uh, there are one or two individuals who say that, but I don't think that that's the view, that that is the aim of the Israeli government as such. Um, but clearly, uh, what, what what they're talking about is killing on a massive scale, and whether it's genocide or not is a, a rather technical issue.